listening to the Hurdy Gurdy Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Vakula, here to help you travel the world at next to no cost through credit card points, miles, benefits, and rewards. Make money, save money, and take advantage of great deals. Visit my website at hurdygurdytravel.com where you can contact me, read episode transcripts, complete a free credit card questionnaire to receive tailored recommendations, follow me on social media, and listen to past episodes. Visit my Patreon page, linked on my website, to subscribe for monthly one-on-one conversations, a custom podcast episode, and the opportunity to have your questions answered by episode guests. I'll be live streaming from YouTube with business coach Cakeology on Tuesdays and Fridays at 9 p.m. Eastern as shelter-in-place time continues. We'll talk about all things money, business, and credit while answering questions from a live audience. Find announcements for upcoming streams and archives of past live streams on my website, hurdygurdytravel.com. Thanks for joining me for episode 27, special guest Points Blank Travel. Rod from Points Blank Travel on YouTube joins me to chat about getting started with miles and points, credit card strategy, and plans following the pandemic. On with the show. All right. Thank you for coming on today. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, you've been blowing up on YouTube over 100 videos so far talking about credit cards, finance, travel, yeah, it's been a long journey, man. It's been been a lot of work. I didn't when I first started it, I was actually nervous to start. And I don't know why, because I'm not a shy person. I'm not an introvert. Once I started, it was like, man, you know, this is cool. And it was easier in the beginning. Now I'm more critical of my videos, more critical of uh, the content that I'm putting out. So it's becoming tougher with each video. Yeah, 100 videos. I think I'm up to about 102 now. <laughs> nice, nice. And we're recording here May 2020 during the pandemic. So how has the pandemic changed your life? It hasn't because I'm considered an essential worker uh, with what I do. Uh, it has because as I, you know, move around and go to different places, you know, you see the mask. I had a doctor a doctor's appointment uh, last week and it was almost like going into the county jail or a prison. You know, they had the door locked and it was, it was weird. But other than that, it, it really just being careful, probably washing my hands 80 times a day, uh, trying to <laughs> trying to not be in contact with too many people from, you know, with close proximity. But other than that, it, it really hasn't, you know, and when I think long and hard about it, I, I just really can't believe what's going on. But uh, I, I'm really feeling for the people, you know, in the closer density cities like New York or, or San Francisco or Los Angeles, you know, I, I moved to the Dallas-Fort Worth area in 2008 from uh, San Diego, California. And I couldn't imagine being there right now, enduring what they're enduring with this whole pandemic. And certainly our travel has been severely restricted. We're out here talking about, oh, sign up for these credit cards, gain all these points, use all these benefits. But now we're just uh, we're just waiting. Yeah, that's been tough because I, I had some trips planned for uh, uh, 2020. I, I wanted to go to the Caribbean. You know, I joined the military and it was there were two places I wanted to visit. It was uh, uh, London and uh, the Bahamas. And out of 20 years, I've gone all over the world. I've traveled everywhere and I've never hit either of those two places. And to look at travel being put on a standstill, it, it, it really blew my mind. I mean, I can't even go back where I call my second home, which is California. I can't even go there to visit my daughter or uh, my younger brothers in Indiana, you know. And just to think about the points and miles that I'm earning, you know, I want to I want to spend them or use them. I want I want to get out and, <laughs> and, and, and blow them, you know, and I can't, which I guess is a good thing, because whenever I get ready to travel, 
as long as they're not devalued, then I'll be able to do that. Yeah, we'll have quite the war chest coming out of this, especially with all the recent bonuses from American Express and Chase. I recently uh, uh, applied for and was approved for the business gold, American Express business gold card. And I'm looking at my uh, sign up bonus and I'm like, man, okay, I love American Express, but will I ever be able to use these points or am I going to just keep collecting them? Well, a lot of transfer options, which is nice, rather than just having, say, Avianca miles and then just being limited to one thing. Yeah, you know, and I, I uh, prior to that, I, I uh, applied and got the uh, Barclays Aviator business card. And I live in a, 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 a American hub. I live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, which is probably America's largest hub. And I'm like, OK, if we don't get back to traveling, I'm going to be stuck with these miles, you know, but... Like you just said, Justin, having uh, transferable points, you know, American Express uh, points, I, I do have options. And even on my own YouTube channel, I always talk about options, having options, you know, uh, even watching you, listening to you, learning from you, options. And, and I, I promise you, you probably have 10 times more options than I do because you're <laughs> you, you do a lot of studying and a lot of stuff. But just to be able to have options. And, and I was like, OK, am I bored? has this pandemic sent me to a, a, a state of just going crazy, doing whatever I want to do and, and applying for whatever card that pops up because I, I feel like my strategy uh, has changed. I did a, a, a three-part series uh, on my YouTube channel, Points My Travel, at the end of 2019 of the cards I wanted to get in 2020. And I've yet to apply for any of them. I've totally changed my strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Things things go fast in this game. New offers come out, new cards, new bonuses. <laughs> yeah. So it's just uh, week, week to week here. A lot of things changing. But it's a nice thing if we read up on it, if we utilize that community, right? I've been doing this live stream with Cakeology. We've been talking about all kinds of offers and deals. So collaboration is something that's really helpful. And maybe it's intimidating to some people who just start or just hear about credit cards. Oh, what do I do? What do I apply for? What do you mean get 20 cards? <laughs> so it's something, yeah, I was it's one something of those different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's something different. It's something different that we're doing, signing up for multiple cards, investing in various reward programs. How, how did you get started with all this? I, I remember when my credit was not so good. I think right now it's upper 700, 780. American Airlines City, City kept sending me a, a mailing, uh, a letter or, or a publication. Hey, apply for the City Advantage Platinum Select MasterCard. And I think the name's longer than that. And I'm like, OK, I threw it yeah, in my yeah. junk pile. <laughs> I wasn't too worried about it. And two days later, I received the same thing. And I was like, okay, man, you know, I, I guess they're, you know, they have nothing better to do. And then probably another two days I received a third one. I said, well, let me just apply. And I was, I was, it's funny because I was probably about at the time I thought I was a 620, 630 uh, beacon or, or credit score. We call it beacon in, in Texas. I applied and I was so nervous. I remember walking outside just to, I hit the submit button and I left my computer and I came back and it timed out and I was like, oh, no, oh, no. And I, uh, I freaked out and I got it back up and it had this thing. And I actually took a picture of it. It, it was it was uh, monumental. It said, congratulations, you've been approved. 
And I forgot what the credit limit was like, uh, 12,000, whatever. It, it, that is irrelevant. But I was like, oh, my God, I've been approved. I started watching videos uh, with Credit Shifu after that. You know, I was like, hey, how do you use these points of miles? How do they work? Credit Shifu, Xebi, a couple of different people, uh, Wise Flies, Triple Stude. You know, I went crazy. I, that, that was that was my hobby. I didn't even, even now, I don't even turn the TV on when I get off. I watch Kate's channel. I listen to your podcast. I watch all the YouTubers' videos when I get off. I, I turn the TV on when I go to bed. Yeah, that, that's really interesting. And you, you didn't just go with the one card. You decided to look into it and get a lot more. What what made that decision where it wasn't just, okay, well, I want to use my American Airlines miles optimally, but yet I should go for multiple cards? Well, I had a coworker and he had, the man, an American Express card. And years ago, probably 20 years ago, uh, I didn't really understand American Express and the charge cards. And I got a green card. I'm talking probably in the 90s. And I didn't understand that you had to pay the balance in full. I was used to credit cards. And, I, you know, I was out doing what a, probably a 20 something year old would do, just charging up stuff. And uh, the bill came due and I couldn't afford it. And they closed my account. And he uh mentioned American Express. I was like, no, I really don't think that's a great idea. And he he bugged me for probably a month and a half. And I said, okay, well, let me just apply. And I was approved for the American Express um, blue cash everyday card. And I was like, okay. So then I followed the journey of uh, American Express because I, I was still thinking about them being prestigious and them. And then I started looking and, and the sad part is on my journey of going with uh, American Express and the city double cash and then the mistake of getting a black car luxury card. Oh, the heavyweight, the heavyweight champ. <laughs> yeah, you, you got lucky with that first invitation from City. That was a good card, but the luxury card, not so much. No. Yeah, and, and the, um, man, what other cards were there? There were the, the Bank of America cash rewards. I had, uh, I was close to becoming a, not a platinum owners, but I was close, close to becoming a preferred rewards member or preferred rewards client. Uh, and I was like, okay, let me look at their cards. And so I just started spreading everything around. But the reality of it is, now that I look back on it, I really didn't have a strategy. I was just all over the place. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you you send me an application or if I look at uh, Justin Vakula or if I look at Cakeology or if I look at Travel Explorer Click or if I look at Asebi and they're talking about a credit card, I'm just going to apply for it. <laughs> you know, I had no strategy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think that's important to have some kind of plan in mind when we're thinking about all the different bank rules now you're going after all these business cards you're trying to get in with chase because you would be locked out if you were just to get tons of personal cards right and that was that was one of the problems i uh i didn't hear about chase or didn't learn about chase until deeper into my uh educational journey on credit cards i was probably yeah uh 10 cards in when i was like oh man <laughs> and, you know, Chase have the best cards. You know, you should apply. By the way, there's a 524 rule. And I'm like, okay. oh, you can't apply, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it was weird. I read an article uh, and I forgot. I don't know if it was uh, actually I watched a video. I think it was. Man, I think it was uh, David from Wiseflies. He was talking about he was in New York and he went into a branch 
in New York while he was on a vacation or whatever. And he applied for a card where he went in and asked if he had a pre-approval. And I watched that video on a Saturday and Monday, no Wednesday, I was off Wednesday. Excuse me. I didn't have to work. And I went in Wednesday, went into the branch Wednesday, sat down with the banker and say, Hey, do I have any pre-approvals? I opened up a Chase Sapphire uh, checking account. And he was like, Oh, by the way, yeah, you do. You have a choice of the Chase Slate card. I said, okay, X that out. I never heard of that one. I haven't watched the video. Uh, on that one. <laughs> yeah, that, that, one's, that one's so good. The Chase Sapphire Preferred card or the Chase Sapphire Reserve. Oh. And me still being a little uh, kind of a novice or being a little uh, naive to credit cards, I was afraid of the 400 and I think at the time, what was it, $450 annual fee with the Chase Reserve? So I went with the $95 annual fee, Chase, stuff I prefer, but I was happy because I was way over 524 And it became habitual, uh, Justin. It's, it's kind of crazy. I found myself, I think I went a month later and said, hey, do I have any other pre-approvals? They said, oh, yeah, you, you're pre-approved for the Freedom Unlimited card. I'm like, really? Okay, oh, let me wow. have that one, too. <laughs> wow, so they so they let you in. That was probably, what, the fixed APR offer, so you can still get in. Sometimes that works. Yeah, and so I don't know what they're doing now with the pandemic, but back, this was a, uh, about a year ago, close to a year ago. I was just, I was a frequent Chase visitors just seeing if I had pre-approvals. And after those two cards, yeah. I kind of ran out. <laughs> yeah, hop in, maybe get some coffee or some snacks and then ask if you have that in-branch pre-approval, right? Make a deposit. <laughs> and I found out I didn't. <laughs> yeah, about the annual fee, I hear that. That's a common concern that people have. Oh, I don't want to sign up for this card because it has this annual fee. What do you have to say about that? With the Chase Sapphire Preferred, I was afraid of the annual fee, but for some reason with the American Express cards, I wasn't. I mean, I have the Platinum card. That's a $550 annual fee. I did a, a video on my YouTube channel, uh, my American Express credit card strategy, and I was talking about the, I think I had at the time seven different cards with them, six or seven. And you know, I was like, hey, this card has a $95 annual fee. This card has a $95 annual fee. This card has a $550, <laughs> 250 And then I recently uh, received the the American Express Business Gold, which has a $295 annual fee. And I'm like, as long as my rewards, as long as my return on investment exceed the annual fee, I'm okay. And in some instances or some years, they may not. And I'm okay because I put myself in a financial position to be able to take care of that. But let's not get so crazy where you have a bunch of cards. And I think you mentioned it in uh, the live stream the other night. You know, you don't want to just have cards and say, I have them. What are you getting from them? What are you getting? What are, are you getting anything out of them? Am I able to get a free night certificate with a high card that's going to exceed $95. I think in my video with the Bank of America uh, cash rewards card in the bank, uh, I said, hey, no, I'm sorry, it's the Bank of America premium rewards card. I was like, there's a $95 annual fee. They give me a $100 airline incidental credit. So I feel like they're paying me $5 to use this card. But Absolutely. You know, now... The platinum card, I'm really concerned about because with everything that's going on, $550, they've made some enhancements. They've added things to the card. But will I really get that? And I'm seriously 
thinking about it, I did a video on him. I, I, should I downgrade this car? You know, and I know I know how it's going to work, Justin. As soon as I downgrade it, everything is going to be over. Everything is going to be back to normal. And then I'm going to be without a platinum <laughs> car. <laughs> so, yeah, we can always think about that. And I, I tell people, okay, think about the first year with the car. Does it make sense to pay the annual fee in the first year? And almost always it does because you're getting that huge sign-up bonus and you're getting those benefits the second year eh, maybe it won't make as much sense it's a math problem then right but if they're giving you a retention offer say okay well we're going to give you twenty thousand points for keeping the card and paying the annual fee and then you say okay well each month i get these uber credits that i could use for food delivery oh i get the Saks fifth avenue credits oh i get the cell phone credits the streaming credits whatever happens to be the case i was even thinking of canceling my business platinum card for year two but now with the pandemic changes and a $200 member appreciation credit they gave me, I'm, I'm willing to keep it because I'm getting more value from the benefits than I'm paying for the annual fee. Wow. Yeah. And, and I, I think I made a comment. Um, I can't remember where you and I were uh, communicating. I'm like, Jason, you, I mean, Jay, Justin, you have all the business cards. I mean, you have them all. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm running out. I'm running out now. Um, you saw I got the application for the UBS business card and uh, looking at getting another with Barclays, looking at getting another one with Bank of America. So yeah, still still trying for more, but we have to wait. And and what is it uh, on your end? What is your motivation to get multiple cards rather than I think most people, they just have one credit card, maybe two, and they put all their expenses on one card? Well, I, I think it's the bonus categories. I think you when you get into the, the hobby and, and you're watching uh, different quote unquote experts that are are talking about it. I mean, it, I was initially I was almost obsessed with coming in and, and even at work, I would read articles and uh, the points guy and uh, watch videos and was learning to have multiple cars. You can you can strategize, you can you can make sure you're getting mad. And, and there are still so many cards out there that I don't have, like the city prestige, but I'm not a fan of the city thank you point program. But five times the points here or or the American Express gold card with four times the points at grocery stores and restaurants. You know, uh, if I only had let's just say I had the city double cash card. Let's just say that was my only card. And I was that guy that only wanted to have one credit card, but I wanted to try to make sure it covered everything. It, it kind of does because you're getting two percent cash back on everything. And a lot of people really don't want a complicated life. You know, they they going to work, coming home, hanging out with family. They, they try to keep it simple where I don't mind a complex life. And, and thinking of the world of credit cards where, you know, I'm getting uh, I, I remember on my my iPhone I had and it's still there in my notes. And I used to go to the cash register Man, I'm I'm sorry. I'm showing my age now. I used to go to the register, tell the the cashier, "Hey, let me look at my notes. I need to see which one of these cards I need to use." Yeah, yeah. what I'm paying. But you have to, in order to maximize what you're doing, in order to to maximize profit. And I look at the the points and miles hobby or the points and miles game, as I refer to it as, it is it is currency. It's like an investment. So if I only had one card. How much money would I, and again, I think you commented on one of my videos and said that how much money would I leave on the table if I was only using the, the, 
Wells Fargo Propel card or the Blue Cash Everyday card or the City Double Cash card, you know. Yeah, there's a lot to be had. And it's not only the categories, but as we talked about the big sign-up bonuses where, oh, it's been 3,000 bucks, get 50,000 points. And those really add up over time. And if you're putting in that kind of spend, why not maximize your spend by getting the multiple cards? Yeah, and I think that's what I'm doing now. Uh, I, I remember uh, a couple of days ago you were you were speaking. I forgot what card it was, uh, and you were saying you had to spend thirty thousand dollars for the saddle bonus. I'm like, oh, cool. oh yeah, the plump the plump card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would yeah. be. Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan of thirty thousand in three months, but now since American Express is extending the time to spend. We'll get six months to spend thirty thousand. So again, you're you're saying yes. I'm at the bottom of the barrel here, just looking for some other cards. <laughs> so I think it's a good opportunity. Otherwise, uh, thirty thousand in three months might be cutting it a little bit too close. That blew me away when I heard you say that. I was like, okay, yeah, that that wouldn't even be an option for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. What What are you doing to reach some of the spend goals? Some people get intimidated. Oh, how am I going to spend four thousand in three months? Five thousand. Uh, I, I did quite a bit of moving around. I mean, the, the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex is a, is, a, is a large area. So going to different places. But like right now, I, I recently signed up for probably three credit cards. I would say I look at I look at my large purchases. I look at my large expenses, should I say, my uh, utility bills, my cell phone bill, my cable bill, my automobile insurance. And I strategically, I, I can't believe, I think the pandemic, to be honest, Justin, has really uh, distorted my thinking because I would never apply for three cards in a in a short period of time. But fortunately, the business gold card extended it three months, really a $4,000 minimum mm-hmm. spend bonus with the every yeah, business card. I have to spend a thousand bucks on it. In three months to get sixty-five thousand miles, I have to spend three thousand dollars on the the Bank of America business cash card to get three hundred dollars. So I'm gonna just look at my large purchases, and then every opportunity that I get, whether it's a a sandwich at Jersey Mike's or if I go to the grocery store, and I have a, I really have, I'm I'm glad Jax because I have a hard time pulling out a card. Well, I'm getting 1% cash back at a grocery store when I know I can get four times the points. But I have to keep reminding myself, you're really not getting 1% cash back or one times the point. You, you're, you're actually exceeding that because you're getting a sign-up bonus. But if I had to recommend it to anybody, I would just say, look at your large purchase. You know, I've wanted to look at the plastic thing, right, but I'm, right. I really am so afraid of that, like my mortgage being late or I'm relying on somebody else to take care of a large responsibility. But if I had to recommend everyone, I would say your utility, your, your utilities, your car insurance. If you have to get back to school clothes for your children, look at a large expense. And that that's what I do. And then I'll, I'll also trickle in a little small purchases. And once that minimum spend is hit, I'm moving on to the next card. Yeah, and plastic, I really recommend PLASTIQ for listeners not familiar. That's a service that allows you to use a credit card to pay certain expenses that normally don't take credit cards. So I use it to pay my rent. I use it for my utility bill. And I haven't had any problems. Everything's processed just fine. And I haven't incurred any late fees or mispayments, anything like that. You just have to give it some time as it usually takes like five to seven days. 
See, that's why I like you, Justin. You're the jack of all trades. I mean, you, everything in this whole game you've done or you are doing. <laughs> you know? uh, I, I try to be on the front lines of things <laughs> and a lot of creative ways to reach the minimum spend requirements, too, that some people don't always think about some lower hanging fruit of, oh, hey, I'll, I'll buy a product from this website and they'll send me a rebate that covers the entire cost. So I'll do that as a way to create spend on a card that that's helpful too. Or I do a lot of reselling with gift cards. So that's something that's really, really helped me reach the sign up. I talked about that in a previous episode with Steven Pepper. Yeah. So lots of things out there and it, yeah, you're right. It depends from person to person past guests. were talking about, Oh, well, I have family members who travel and I ask them, oh, could you just put the charges on my card and then you pay me back? Or maybe someone else's cell phone bill goes on your card. Of course, if you have a trusted friend or family member, a lot of ways to reach the sign-up bonuses. And I recommend people to just start small. And then from there, you learn more tricks, you learn more tools, and you can scale up. Haven't been really associating with a lot of people. I don't think anyone is right now. But, you know, right when I got into the Hey, hey, take your friends out to dinner and have them Venmo you. I was like, oh, man, that's a great idea. But I never got to that point. (laughs) Yeah, definitely a a good tool there. When I was in a workplace, I would do that a lot where, okay, you guys could just give me the cash or send through Cash App or Venmo, and then I'll use my car to swipe. Everybody was cool with it. And I would would typically bring in some free things for them, too, from all the grocery store, freebies, drugstore, all these little things over time. So it worked for everyone. What are some other ways that credit cards have really helped you? You've also gotten a lot of points and cashback, some other benefits to use when you're traveling. I took a trip to New York in August. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back before that. I took a trip to uh, San Francisco in April of last year, and I stayed at the Hyatt Regency on the Embarcadero, uh, not far from Pier 39. had a a, a nice view. Um in August, I went to New York, and for that entire trip, I paid a grand total of seven dollars in taxes. <laughs> and seven dollars, <laughs> I just went to two different extremes: West Coast, East Coast. New York, I stayed at the Renaissance Midtown. When I arrived, I remember the um, the guy at the front desk was like. The way he treated me and I have, I think, gold elite status, which is a major, <laughs> you know, it's it's not like I'm ambassador or something like that. I'm like, but they made me feel like I was an ambassador, you know. And the funny thing was just in, uh, after putting my bags in the room and going down and getting cocktails, I actually ran into a guy who was from Kansas City, an older gentleman, but he works in New York. So he's there four or five days a week and he's racking up all these Marriott points and he was an ambassador and, and he he took me around and he introduced me to every major person in the hotel, the manager, the restaurant manager, the <laughs> front desk manager, you know, the bartender. And he was like, hey, whatever this guy want, make sure he's taken care of. If he doesn't feel like or doesn't want to pay for it, put it on my bill. And I was like, hey, uh, I forgot his name. I was like, hey, oh, wow. how many points do you have to be able to do this? And he was like, I have like two million. <laughs> I'm like, wow. <laughs> so that further 
fuel the fire for me to want to just get into the points and miles game. So it, it just 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 being able to travel. I mean, to go to New York from Dallas or from even from Philly, you know, to go from New York to New York and spend seven bucks. Now, that doesn't count the money I spent on eating and everything else. But for for flights and hotels, seven dollars. I think when I went to San Francisco, I spent. Oh, man, twenty eight dollars or thirty dollars in taxes, something like that. Yeah, dramatically reducing the costs. Even before I got in the hobby, I, I would be reluctant to travel. Oh, it seems too expensive. Oh, how can I do this the flight, the hotel? It really would add up. So maybe you would go on a big trip once every few years. But with points and miles, it seems like the sky's the limit. Yeah, it does. And and, and what I find weird, and I don't know if you experienced this, and I don't want to reverse it where I'm asking you questions, but one thing I notice is when I talk to people about points and miles, they almost treat it like a pyramid scheme. Like I'm trying to <laughs> coerce them into doing something they shouldn't be doing. And I'm like, dude, ma'am, sir, I'm just trying to help you out. You know, I don't really care if you do it or not. I'm just telling you about it. But yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people are suspicious. It's, it's definitely something different. And they're wondering, oh, is it legal? Oh, are you going to get shut down? Oh, what about this? What about that? And some people just don't even try. They just have an idea. Oh, it's not going to work. Or, oh, it's it's this or that. And like, well, no, just just get one card to see how it goes and move up from there. If I'm able to do it, why can't you do it, too? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it's as complicated. You know, I, I hear a criticism. Oh, it sounds like a lot of hassle. Well, OK, you have to put in some time applying for the card, reaching the sign up bonus and keeping track of it. But I don't think that's really tremendous. And it's not like something is just going to come for free, that all of a sudden all money is just going to appear on your lap. If you have a traditional job, you're in a workplace, you're, you're going to have to put forth some effort to get paid. So in this hobby, you're having fun with it, you're doing it on your own time, and you're saving tons of money. So I think that effort is very much worth it. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, you, you, I have a, a strategy where I pay my credit card bill. Some people do it once a week. Some people do it once every two weeks. Some pay, people pay it in full every month. I pay my charges as they post. I really don't have to worry about carrying a balance when I do that. And, and during the pandemic, I must admit, I've been a little lax with that or I log into my American Express and I'm like, okay, man, I owe $32. Only, I'm only showing $12 in charges because I forgot to charge <laughs> in my notes. But I just, I just think if you're disciplined in this in this hobby, the fruits of your labor, they're beyond measure. They are. Yeah, it takes some kind of organization. For me, I just set aside one day of the week and I look at all my accounts. And if there's a balance, then I'll just go ahead and pay it off. And then I'll do that again next week. So I'm, I'm not doing it all in real time. Right. Or say if I'm in a line at a grocery store, that can be a time to say put a note on a spreadsheet or update something. And I keep track of when I sign up for cards as well. And even with the annual fees and keeping track of that, when an annual fee posts, then I can have that conversation with myself and sometimes others about whether it's worth keeping the card or not. And I promote it on my site. It's a website called travelfreely.com that helps you organize your cards. And it gives you emails and says, hey, the annual fee is coming up in 30 days. So that helps with the organizational front. Yeah, and I, I could I could really see you being extremely organized. I think, you know, I was watching a live stream with you in a K-College and, and I, I almost died laughing because you were talking about doing multiple transactions at the grocery store. I oh yeah. I yeah. mentioned Ben <laughs> Kroger earlier and I had uh I had four items 
And I did four different transactions. <laughs> nice, nice. He did it. Yeah, yeah. Because if, if if you don't use a card for a few months, it's going to go marked inactive. And then it might get canceled on you. So that's why I think it's important to every few months just go and, yeah, split tender, right? Use multiple cards or make multiple transactions, especially a self-checkout. I think that's a good place to do it. Or you can put an auto pay on one card and just keep it there. And then you could just not have to worry about it. Yeah, I only go to self-checkout. And even at self-checkout, man, the looks I receive, you know, the, <laughs> even the, the cashier's like, hey, are you still here? You only have four items. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm maximizing my points and miles. And yeah, that was funny. It was one guy I explained it to. It was late, probably about 9.40 p.m. And he was like, wow, man, that's intriguing. I said, yeah, you'd be surprised what you can do. I, he said, I always wondered. I see you in here. And you take you you are you take so long at the at the self checkout. You only have a few items, but you're there twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, probably probably not twenty. He's probably exaggerating there. Yeah, <laughs> he actually subscribed to the channel. I was shocked. Oh, nice. <laughs> so. Yeah, I I do the same. If people are asking questions, and I've made some good friends at different places. Uh, one good friend I have now I met at Starbucks. Uh, I was talking to her one day about oh yeah I'm going on this trip, and there was a conversation as far as I remember about oh how are you able to do all this stuff? They're like oh yeah credit cards. Oh really. And uh, from there, we've been chatting and she signed up for lots of cards in the meantime and has experienced a lot of success. So I think anyone can really get in. It doesn't have to be like some crazy math sense or crazy organizational skills. I think everybody can have some gain from this as long as they're disciplined, as long as they're organized about it. Right. If you're going to get a card and just max it out immediately and buy all the stuff you can't afford, obviously the game's not for you. Right. Right. Do you have any other tips for people just starting? And I could give this tip. You could give it. Everybody in the world could give it. But I would probably say research. There are so many resources out there between YouTube and Google and all other search platforms. Have a strategy, which I didn't. And I wasn't young, but I was just beginning or I was restarting, should I say. But I would say Chase cards you should probably get first. But I really feel like Chase may be losing a little momentum. I really I feel that way. So instead of applying, I had a, a, a co-worker uh, call me and say, hey, I'm I'm looking at the Capital One Spark business card. I want to start my business credit. Okay. Well, maybe I'll do the American Express. I said, okay. But his credit wasn't where it needed to be to even apply for these cards. So if you have to start small, I have a slogan with my Facebook group. I have a slogan on my uh, YouTube channel. You have to crawl before you walk. So if you're in a position to where you have to get a secure credit card, maybe look at some of the YouTubers that are out. Maybe watch some of the people that have been there for a while. Maybe listen to Justin Vakula's podcast. Maybe watch Points Blank Travel's YouTube channel and look at the necessary steps to climb that credit card ladder. Don't just be willy nilly and just jump into the ocean with no life jacket. That would be my, my suggestion. I jumped into the ocean with no light. <laughs> you know, I yeah, did. And, and Just have a plan. Just have a strategy. That would be my tip. Yeah, we're talking about 725, 750 scores needed for some more of these premium cards. Some cards that I have in my wallet, or as I like to call it, my arsenal, I never imagined probably even having, not half, probably a third of them. You know, the platinum card. I never imagined that. And even now, I still sometimes wonder why do I have it? Because I'm not traveling right now. But I would just say patience. You know, be patient. If you're working on your credit score, be patient. Look at the utilization. A lot of people will rack up 
charges or have a high balance or max out their credit card and they're going to pay a 30. Okay. Minimum due is $30 on the 15th and they'll pay their $30 and they think they're improving their credit. Pay the balance down your credit utilization as it gets lower, then you'll increase your credit score and then they'll open up all sorts of opportunities. But I think people are so naive. You know, one thing I was talking to a guy about just in a couple of days ago, you know, they teach English, which we need. They teach chemistry, which I hated. <laughs> they teach algebra, which I could care less in school. But I really wish they would teach personal finance and, and, and mm-hmm. the things that you're educating people on, the things that I'm trying to educate people on, because this is real life. X plus Y minus B equals C. That's going to pertain to a small percentage of people in America that have jobs that require you, you, you understand those formulas. But everyone needs to know about credit utilization and how to maintain your credit, how to build your credit, how to establish your credit. You know it. I know it. We try to teach it to people. But when you look at the entire population, the percentile is so small, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that that education is just not there from the traditional school system. Right. So. Thankfully, we have technology. And for me, I, I didn't start out an expert either. I, I heard I heard about credit cards through a podcast I was listening to and then decided to look more into things myself. And I made some mistakes getting started as well. So now I'm feeling like I'm in a much better position and making the right moves going forward. Yeah, where was that uh, home economics class <laughs> <laughs> talking about, oh, yeah, get these cards and get these great sign-up bonuses. I'm sure they were still there uh, when I graduated high school. It was all I remember was, okay, don't carry a balance, don't pay interest, uh, be skeptical of offers. That that was that was really it. It wasn't how to play the miles and points game well and how to spend next to nothing to travel, right? That wasn't there. I would have had a big head start on this all. It's funny, Justin, because I always picture you as this brainiac, man. I picture you as this straight-A student that even <laughs> if they were talking about home economics, you had already figured out the credit card game. I, that's how I envision you. Oh, you know? Only only if, only if. if yeah, <laughs> only if. Where, where are you looking to travel after the pandemic smoke clears? Uh, I really want to go to the Caribbean. I've always wanted to go there. Uh, I'm going to start out slow. I had uh, plans to go to, uh, I was looking at uh, Australia, I was looking at France, not necessarily Paris, but I was looking at Greece. And when the pandemic hit, I kind of scaled back and wanted to keep it more close in proximity of the, the U.S. Uh, I do want to go to, I can't count all the places I've been to when I was in the military. I've been to, I wanted to go to Thailand. I wanted to go back. I've been to Pattaya. I've been to Phuket. Uh, a couple of different times. I've been to Hong Kong five times. I've been to Singapore seven or eight times. I've been to Hawaii 15 times. But I wanted to go to Bangkok. I never went to Bangkok, Thailand. But with the pandemic, it kind of shifted my whole thing. Um, So I'm probably looking at the Bahamas, uh, Aruba, maybe Turks and Caicos. I want to go back to South Beach in Miami. I had made a vow after my... uh, Birthday last year, I was going to go to New York every year for my birthday every other year. Well, that's not happening with everything that's going on. Yeah. I need to go to California and visit my daughter. But when it comes to points and miles and, and uh, travel, I'm looking at the Caribbean and probably just that area. I'm, I have other places I want to go to, but I don't know. I don't think everything will ever be back to normal. But if it's ever close to normal, I would love to go back to uh, 
Sydney, Australia. I've been to Brisbane. I've been to Perth, Fremantle, Albany, Townsville. I've been all over Australia. Good. Yeah. So lots of plans and we'll be in a good position to, to do that. And I'm sure there's this big hunger out there about, I want to get out of my apartment. I want to go somewhere else. So <laughs> we'll be, we'll be able to do that and not have to break the bank in the meantime. Yeah. And what about some future cards? I know you just signed up for several. Are you looking at any cards in the next uh, six months, three months after you've reached all the current sign up bonuses? Uh, I applied and was approved for a card Tuesday. I didn't tell you. I didn't tell uh, uh, Bob with Cakeology. <laughs> Uh, cause I'm going to do a video on it. I'm waiting on it. I received a letter yesterday saying, congratulations, you've been approved, which was kind of crazy. I had already saw that online and I thought it was my card. <laughs> it is a business card. I'll give you a hint though, Justin, you did mention the card when you were trying to guess the last card that I got. So, oh. <laughs> um, uh, this will be card number 24. I'm looking at the ink business cash and the freedom card in September when I'm Really under 524. I'm not sure how Chase will be with their business cards. Will they still have the clamps down? If they do, then I'll move over to the Freedom card. If they don't, I'll go for the Ink Cash and the Freedom card. And after that, I think managing it is easy because it's fun. You know, like you and you and uh, Cake say on the live streams, you know, we're credit card nerds. We love it. It's, yeah, it's yeah. fun. <laughs> but absolutely. to answer your question of Chase, uh, Ink Business Cash, I was thinking about the ink business preferred, but with travel kind of how it is now, I'm probably going to go with the ink business cash, uh, no annual fee. And I'm also looking at the chase freedom with no annual fee. Yeah. The ink cards are, are very good for me. I still have the chase Sapphire preferred and I can always product change that to freedom rather than signing up for it. I'd like to get the world of Hyatt card as well, but my 524 ambitions may be, going south I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with it because i'm seeing so many good offers in the meantime and yeah with uh chase clamping down on the business card signups that might not be a possibility but i'm still aiming for it you know what justin that that world of high card i actually got it right before they made it part of that 524 it, it used to be x amount of cars that was a part of the 524 and x amount that wasn't i applied for the card and i got it and i'm telling you you have the chase sapphire preferred so you can always yep. transfer those points to the world of yep. Hyatt. But that car, when you're there, uh, I did a staycation in Dallas. I went to downtown Dallas uh, by Reunion Tower down by the American Airlines Center. And I, I couldn't wait to use my card. And I was going to use points. And the, the room was like 164. I was like, OK, no, I'm not using points for that. I just pay, you know, use my card. Once you get the card, you're a Discoverer's Elite status. So you get nine times the points. I mean, and, and you know better than I know. You've been doing this longer than I have. Nine times the points with Hyatt is ridiculous because it'll take you no time before you're looking at another free night or whatever. I would highly recommend the card, though. All right. Yeah, that's that's about it. Anything else that you'd like to add? No, I just want to I, I want to thank you, man. Uh, watching you and uh, Bob on the Cakeology live stream, man, is is the only thing I can complain about is I wish you guys would go back to doing it daily because I have <laughs> nothing to do. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but the knowledge that you're putting out there, the education that you're giving to people, people don't even realize you're giving free education. And it is an honor that you even asked me to even do this with you. I wish you all the best, man. I, I, 
I'm going to keep listening to your podcast. I'm going to keep watching the live streams because there are times where you may think you know everything, but then you'll hear someone else that is in the same niche or the same realm as you. And you'll realize, hey, man, oh, I didn't think about that. I didn't know that. So for everything you're doing for the community, I appreciate it. Yeah. And thanks for coming on. It's good to have different perspectives from different people and have those conversations, right? The community is valuable. So it's a nice thing I'm learning every day, all, all the different groups that I'm in, different channels that I'm in, all the websites that I read, <laughs> different approaches, different things going on. And now some speculation that American Express may be clamping down and only allowing four personal credit cards or business credit cards. So we'll see what's happening with that. That might change my strategy too. Yeah, I saw that. I, I was thinking about doing a video on it, but I didn't I didn't have an opportunity to verify the information. I saw that. And I think you you say you were at eight or nine American Express cards. Well, right now I have four credit cards with them. I have a bunch of charge cards with them. So the charge cards from the looks of it aren't against that limit. Well, I maxed out at five credit cards and man, I have one, two, three business, uh, three uh, charge cards. So. Yep. So you're, you're already good. Yeah. Because for me, I canceled a credit card less than a month ago. So I have four now. And if they're going to be enforcing that four card limit, it might be a good idea to call them and say, hey, I changed my mind. Could you reinstate that old card? Because my thoughts were, OK, I'm going to cancel the card to free up room to get a new card. So now I'm thinking about doing that, depending on the data that comes out in the next few days. Right. Well, I tell you what, man, you're, you're a genius when it comes to this. I know you'll figure it out. Matter of fact, when you figure it out, I'm going to reach out to you to see what you're doing and then I know how to follow suit. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more content. Visit my website at hurdygurdytravel.com where you can contact me, read episode transcripts, complete a free credit card questionnaire to receive tailored recommendations, follow me on social media, and listen to past episodes. Support my work through Patreon, PayPal, the Cash App, and referral links by visiting the Donate tab on my website. Subscribe on YouTube at Hurdy Gurdy Travel Podcast. Like my Hurdy Gurdy Travel Podcast Facebook page. Follow HG Travel Podcast on Twitter. And follow Justin Vakula on Instagram. Schedule a free 15-minute consultation with full-time business coach and YouTuber Cakeology, who can help you formally establish your business, build business credit, and get premium business credit cards. When you select from various paid services after the free consultation, I will receive credit for referring you. Listen to Cakeology on episode 12 of my podcast. Visit my other podcast at stoicsolutionspodcast.com, where you can find practical wisdom for everyday life inspired by the ancient philosophers of Greece and Rome. Thanks to generous patrons and fans of this podcast who help support my work. Have a great day.